Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. another sparkling edition of the Thought Police, the fastest growing uh, news podcast that's going on right now in the iTunes chart. Kevin O'Sullivan's here with me. Uh, I'm Mike Graham. We've just been listening to Boris Johnson's latest um, cavalcade of fun with his speech to party conference. We'll talk about that in a minute, Kevin, but uh, we have to start with Donald we? Trump. <laughs> we have to start with Donald Trump, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. I yes, mean, I do. said last week, this guy will come back stronger. He will turn it into a victory for him. He'll say, I beat Corona, which is more or less exactly what he said. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I was transfixed last night watching the helicopter, Marine One, flying across... You know, the, the very low across the skyline of Washington, D.C., landing on the South Lawn. He gets out, walks up the stairs. I mean, you might as well have been playing Wagner, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. And suddenly rips off the mask. Surprised they didn't. <laughs> I know. Rips off the mask. I mean, just absolutely rips brilliant television. Rips off the mask television. and lets, lets the, the I mean, man that, shine through. If that was the start of The Apprentice, you wouldn't have been surprised, Absol- would you? Absolutely. Uh, people like to say Jer- that uh, Donald Trump is thick. Uh, and he's got his limitations in lots of areas. But boy, oh boy, does that guy know about news management. It's just like the campaign against Hillary Clinton. Every time he appeared, he climbed off a big jet to a a throng, thousands of waiting people. He news managed every frame of the television. And that's exactly what he's done with this coronavirus, his brush with COVID, his COVID moment. Uh, I didn't think that it would damage him too much. I thought it would damage him, but I was wrong. He's turned it into mm. a positive. Oh, he totally the, has. The, the, the swing in mood in America is astonishing. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, of course, now the bedwettings of the Democrats are going, oh, well, the thing is that, you know, he's now being sort of um, really, really, has no, he has no compassion. He has no empathy. Yeah, we know that. He's now You've been saying, saying that for years. Yeah, but now he's saying that, you know, well, he's, he's managed to get through it. But what about all the thousands of people that died? Well, they can't vote, can they? Yeah, well, look, how many people in this country, like me, almost shed a tear when he said, uh, when Donald addressed the nation and said, don't let this coronavirus thing dominate your lives. Yeah. And it made me almost cry because I thought, and we've got Boris telling us, do let the coronavirus well, thing dominate when, your lives. Except for when he suddenly and inexplicably popped up yesterday afternoon and told everyone to go to the cinema after they've all been shut oh, down. For fuck's sake. Why did you want us to go to the cinema? Fucking Boris. There's nothing just... to watch apart from anything else. They're all shut. Yeah. Well, we could, well, yeah, Boris, we could go and see the new Bond movie. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, well, come you know, on. Um, a friend we'll go of down the local cinema. Friend of mine took oh, his, wait. A friend of mine took his kid to the movies a few weeks ago, right? And he said um, the boy, his son, had to wear a mask. But because he bought some popcorn, he didn't have to wear a mask. 
Well, it's, it's all how cobblers. How the fuck does that work? It's all cobblers, and we'll get back to Boris in a minute. Yeah. But don't tell us, uh, make a speech about how great Britain is. Brit yeah, Britain was great, but potentially the greatest country on the face of uh, the earth until you got hold of it, yeah. Boris, and fucked it. Yes. You fucked it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he's not allowed to do that to anybody else now, so he's just doing it to the country, I suppose. Yeah. But I'm going to defend him a bit. This could week, result in another love child. But let's go back to um, to Donald Trump, because... Yes, um, uh, yes please. You, it's hard to imagine. I mean, for all the people that have completely misunderstood American culture, the American police force, the way that uh, inner-city America operates, the way that America operates, you can't really understand how important and how big a presidential campaign is yes. until you've been on one. Yeah, yeah, and you and I have both covered yeah. them. You, we, we've got some right to sort of claim superiority over a lot of British observers. Yeah. You go, I know all about America. I've been to New York and yeah. Los Angeles on exactly. holiday. Yes, and I have very good friends yeah. who live in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah. And you me, go, you, well, that's not America, mate. You, you don't know about America until you've been to Grand Rapids yes. or Butte, Montana. Or Sioux City. Or Phoenix, Arizona. Then you start to learn about America. Bumfuck Iowa, as we used to call it. Your buttfuck <laughs> Uh, yes. I mean, I once went to Des Moines, right, on a story. Oh, yeah, Des Moines, Iowa. You pig capital of the Jesus world. Jesus Christ Hot almighty. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a whiter place in the world, yeah. apart from the else. Yeah. No black people there at all. Yeah. It may be different now. But, you know, it was really square in every yeah. way. Yeah. The streets were all in a grid. It's the hog capital yeah. of the world. Everyone's where square. Where they breed loads and loads of pigs. Yeah. And they proudly call themselves hog capital of the world. And it's completely flat. There's yeah. literally, it's the breadbasket yeah. of the world as well. Yeah. I went there with Boris Yeltsin, funnily enough, because yeah. he wanted to go and see um, a wheat farm in yeah. America because he thought <laughs> that he... There's a few of them around, Boris. Do you know the guy didn't stop drinking Jack Daniels literally morning, noon and night. He was literally on the piss. A very funny guy. But anyway, aside from all that, you're absolutely right. Until you've gone out there and met the ordinary people of America, mm. the ordinary people who love Donald Trump, who voted for Donald Trump, who will vote for him again and who don't actually care about the Democrats yeah. and who don't like Joe Biden because yeah. he represents yeah. everything that they don't. They don't mind looking up to Trump because he's a millionaire. They don't like, as, uh, as Donald says about people like Biden, how does this guy who makes $170,000 a year become a millionaire? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a good reason for that. Yeah, well, uh, I've been to more than 40 states, uh, and the first thing you learn as you begin to travel around America, as you have too, Mike, uh, is that New York, Los Angeles, Dallas, uh, Miami, Chicago. Seattle and Chicago are different places yeah. to the rest of the United States. Donald Trump understands mm. that. His people do not live in New York and Los Angeles. They live in Buckfuck, right. Iowa. Well, if you look at the map and you look at the blue states, and of course anyone who knows American politics knows that blue stands for the Democrats over there, not the Conservatives, right? Yeah. And red stands for the Republican mm. Party. Mm. It's all blue on the coast. Yeah, yeah. And the rest of the country in the middle... Is all uh, is all red. Is, is all red. Absolutely, you know? and and it's impossible to overestimate the dramatic effect that Donald's COVID moment has had. I'm shocked by it. I, I thought he might be able to turn it around to a vague positive. Yeah. You know what he's like, but. There's something above what he's been doing, his stage managing. There's something that has happened to the mood of the American yeah. people. They've swung behind him. Uh, it well, they, has like worked, a, they like a good news story. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're not like the Brits who actually prefer 
bad news. Yeah. People in this country actually would rather see you yeah. uh, in a bad way if they don't like you. In America, if they don't like you very much, mm -hmm. if you have some um, adversity and you overcome yeah. it, yeah. they like you again. Yeah, yeah. See, he controls uh, every moment of the news mm. agenda when he wants to. Uh, now, the point is about his COVID moment. L think about it. Throughout these uh, dramatic four or five days, whatever it is, and by the way, how quickly he got over I it. I know. And well, there's plenty of people out there saying, well, he never had it, did he? But, but throughout, well, that's bollocks. Throughout these uh, three, four days, uh, he has been number one on the news schedule. Remember that guy, Joe Biden? Oh, Not yeah. even no. getting a look in. No. And he's just going, oh, wait a minute, we're going to worry about COVID. Joe Biden has been obliterated mm. in the past few days. Uh, all of a sudden, Joe is looking even shakier than he Well, it he might did. even be uh, the greatest piece of news management ever. Right. Yeah. Because I think there was no question that there was something wrong with him. Yeah. Certainly his own doctors, I don't think, could be persuaded to yeah. lie on his behalf. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he was clearly in need of oxygen. And that's why they took him to hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And when he made that little speech before he went in, I thought he looked suspiciously Boris like before yeah. he ended up being rushed. Yeah, into he hospital. was definitely I mean, Boris still doesn't look right to me. No. But when I saw Trump last night on that balcony, yeah. ripping the mask off, he looked great. What a moment. I mean, he was very what orange. A, I moment. get that, you know, but nevertheless. Well, no change there. But, but I mean, you know, you never know how much makeup yeah. these guys are wearing. But yeah. he looked fantastic. Yeah. He walked up the steps. Now, Boris, I would imagine, when he came out of hospital, could not have walked uh, up those steps. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, to go back to the way this guy choreographs his media mm. appearances, to go back to the election race against Hillary Clinton four or five years ago, uh, he would arrive at these massive mm. aircraft hangars with 20,000 people yeah. in them. A massive great jet with Trump written right. on the side would coast up uh, he would climb out, a right. huge man standing right. in the door of the window like this with his arms out. He'd walk down, take the podium, and it was a piece of theatre, yeah. triumphant theatre. Meanwhile, uh, you know, uh, Hillary would turn up in the Midwest with her LGBT message, waddle right. onto the stage right. with her little Chairman Mao suit yeah, yeah. on, you know, waddle across to the middle, and no idea how to seize the moment. No. Donald, you know, you can criticise him as much as you like, but that guy knows how to seize the because, moment. as Sebastian Gorka points out, he's mm. been doing a successful hit television show, and you know as much about yep. TV as you know about anything. Yep. You know, The Apprentice in America with him, where he formed his friendship mm -hmm. with Piers Morgan. Yeah. You know, that was the most successful yeah, yeah, TV yeah, yeah, show yeah. in America yeah. for more than a decade. And it's to come. You, you know, you can't do that in America without being smart. It's, yeah, and it comes down to micromanagement of every frame. So when Donald Trump is in frame on the telly, you watch him, notice, yeah. he fills the entire yeah. frame. He never lets himself be filmed no. 10 yards away because then you look small. Mm. He's always massive. Joe Biden and the Democrats, they're not even thinking about no. these things. That's what won Trump the election last time. It's going to win it again for yeah. him. Well, I mean, to be fair, to go back to Tony Blair, and people always criticise me because I quite like Tony Blair as a prime minister until the whole fiasco of the Iraq Clever war. guy. No but he and that. Alistair Campbell dis despair and dislike them as much as you can and as much as you want to, recreated the image of, of media. Uh, and politics, you know, Tony Blair, when he, you know, my, my two favourite moments, she was the people's princess, you know, which now was number one. Now is not the time one. for sign so, side sound bites, sound bites. but I feel the hand of yeah. history on my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. That was the other one, <laughs> with the Good Friday Agreement, which he didn't even fucking put together. Yeah. He just came in at the end and tapped now, it in. Now is not the you time know? for sound bites, but here's a sound yeah, bite. Here's a sound bite. And, you yeah, know, great, only, great, great but, media but, but, you managers. Know, she yeah. was the people's princess, a line which it came across as though he invented. I think it was Campbell. Campbell invented You know, it, yeah. but the people's princess, brilliant. You yeah. know, and you have the solemn look, you know, proper setting, 
you know, you can't underestimate the power of that. Of course, Alistair Campbell was good at people's things then, the people's princess. When he came up with the people's vote, not so good. Not so much. But, well, but I mean, yeah, but seriously. With, with the best will in the world, poor old Alistair is not the power that he was. But Alistair and Tony Blair were a powerhouse team yeah. who, again, really understood the media and how to work it. And, that, and you have to be... Uh, micromanagement when you deal with this yeah. and Donald Trump understands this and what we've just seen in the last four or five days uh, with his COVID moment has been a masterclass in how to choreograph the news yeah. and he's going to get better in this, as this campaign goes Oh he will on. do Joe, well, because, we, because the thing about Trump as well is that he likes being out there um, and being talked about and that's all that's been going on since Friday yeah. is that he's been being talked about so he will build on that it's almost like the fuel of publicity will we'll pump him up yeah. even more. And Americans don't like being told to be scared. Joe Biden no. is telling them to be scared of coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump is telling them the opposite. That's a much more all-American yeah. message. It will play well And for also, him. if they have the next debate, which sounds like they're going to, and say, for example, Biden criticises him and says, you know, well, what about the 200,000 people that have died in, in America under your watch? You know, you're sitting here boasting that you got through coronavirus. He can't really say that because... Trump will say, well, I was lucky enough to get through coronavirus, but you can't be criticised yeah. for surviving. You yeah. can't criticise somebody for staying alive, can you? And what about the uh, 370 million Americans who didn't get it? Yeah, well, you yeah. Know, it's, it, it, you know, even 200,000 sounds terrible, but in terms of a country the size and with the population of America, mm. it's actually vanishingly small. It is. Uh, Trump... Uh, it's got momentum now. I can't. Be, I'm not. I still can't quite work out how he's done it. But he has yeah, taken. But somehow you knew that he would. He's taken this coronavirus incident uh, that he's suffered, and he's turned it into an absolute triumph. Yeah. And suddenly, uh, I, Biden has been stamped out. And well, he has. I mean, it'd be fascinating to see when he next appears in public, because he's now got to wait another two days just in case Trump, who is keeping everybody sort of guessing, uh, relapses. So he can't come out and go, if he's sitting in his, in his eerie now, or his basement, as they like to say in the Trump campaign, sitting there going, when can I come out and start attacking Donald Trump again? Well, not today, yeah. because he might still be dying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what about tomorrow? Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So he could be silent now for maybe the best part of, of half of this week. Yeah, well, no change there. Screws him, right? <laughs> I once, right, when, when, when Bill Clinton was running uh, in 91, I was once called by... Uh, the lovely Eve Pollard, who you know very well. Yes, of course. Um, Nick Lloyd's wife, who was then editor of Sunday Express. And she said, Mike, we must get an interview with Hillary Clinton. I said, fine, OK, absolutely. And she said, um, you know, it'd be absolutely great. You know, Shouldn't be a problem. Shouldn't be a problem. I said, yeah, fine. So I start making the calls, you know. Whereas, and I could, first of all, got no answer from the campaign because the people on the campaign trail couldn't give a shit yeah. unless you're getting them votes. Some right? little Sunday yeah. newspaper and there's not from, many votes. And from I little old England, yeah. You know, and it, I sort of, I, I kept... You know, I think faxing them in those days, ringing them, trying to find out, you know, whether she would see me. And occasionally I would get an answer saying, you know, she's too busy today. Call, call us again next week. Anyway, after about a week went by, Eve rang me back and said, how's it all going? I said, well, not very well, to be honest, Eve, because um, they don't seem to want to talk to us. She said, darling, tell them it's for me. Tell them it's for Eve Pollard. Because to be fair to her, she had been editor of Elle magazine yeah. in America. So, I mean, she had a little bit of a profile. But even then, that didn't work. So eventually what I did was the old-fashioned, you know, shoe leather uh, scenario where I basically got in a car drove down I found out what her schedule was she was going to be uh -huh. in some school in Pennsylvania so I drove from New York down the New Jersey Turnpike got to this school uh, so sort I of hung around a bit outside worked out that uh, there's no chance of me talking to her and she was addressing a group of students so again I don't know how you do these things I've forgotten but uh -huh. I somehow found myself in the classroom 
you know, with all the students, and she was giving this lecture. <laughs> and then she was like, at the end, she was yeah. like, does anybody have any questions? I mean, I did look younger than I do now. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I, mean, I don't I was, think you get away with that now. <laughs> I was Who's only, that guy? <laughs> I mean, I was, I was like 31. These were like high school students, right? But they're all hairy than me. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, I put my hand up, and I asked her a question about, I can't remember what it was even. And she looked at me and she went, you're not really in this class, are you? I said, no, I'm actually not. No, I'm from the uh, Sunday Express in London. But, and she's like, well, you'll have to leave. I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll leave if you promise to talk to me afterwards because I've been trying to talk to you, but they won't let me. And they're all kind of looking around. Uh, and sure enough, she came out and she, could, and she gave me a good 10 minutes hey, standing in a corridor, great, which right? was good enough for about a two-part series. You know, Fantastic. So we 10 went. minutes, blimey, that's a lifetime. <laughs> I know. I've, I've made interviews work on 10 seconds. Exactly, yeah. But, I mean, it is amazing what power... Um, the press pack over there have. Although yeah, they Trump, take, they take uh, even presidential candidates take the press very seriously. They do. Did you uh, see the two questions fired at Trump, by the way, when he came out of the, uh, of the hospital before he got into the, the helicopter? He's walking towards the, yeah. the car, which I think drove him the 50 yards to the helicopter. Um, the first question was, are you a super spreader, Mr. President? You know, yeah, yeah. there's no kind it's of respect. If he's going to turn around and say, do you know what? I am. And he just goes, Is thank it? you very much. And he just kept yeah. waving and walking, yeah. you know. Yeah. Amazing. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But let's yeah. talk about his counterpart, Boris. Yeah, yeah. So, I thought... so, so we've got, we got a leader over in America who's surfing the wave of success on a real high. Meanwhile, back in Britain, we got fucking Boris. Yeah, but hang on. I'm going to give Boris some credit here. Yeah, I mean, really? you've, you've been relentlessly criticising him. I'm sick him, right? of him. I know you are. Lots of people are sick of him. And at the risk of upsetting those people who are sick of him, I'm going to say that actually the speech he made in Birmingham today was the best speech he's made in a long time. Because you're and a massive fan of floating windmills. Yeah, you, you know? love them. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what is it about this government of also, floating things in the also, middle of the ocean? I love, I love the idea of um, retraining people who work in a pub. Oh. To suddenly off. become marine engineers and start planting these fucking yeah, because things. Because they get millions of jobs in the but green aside revolution. From the, aside yeah. from the green bollocks, which you know I don't like, I quite like his idea of being optimistic, which is what he's good at, a bit about kind of, you know, rebuilding the country and making it great again. It's a sort of, I mean, he was clearly watching the Trump business last night and was trying to, yeah. to take some of that with him. But unfortunately, he then lost the plot towards the end and he started painting this kind of weird um, utopia. Jet, yeah, 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 carbon-free you know, like jets. the Jetsons, you know, yeah. like that, that uh, American TV show yeah. where everybody's, everybody's skinny, everybody's riding around on bicycles. There's fantastic broadband everywhere. I mean, has he been to Dorset? You know, uh, where you literally can't make a fucking 3G phone call, guys, never mind get any internet. Yeah, but, I mean, but why, so, is, he so make, why, why is he making a speech? Well, because Carrie to... Simmons has got her foot on his bollocks. That's why. Yeah, well, okay, maybe. But he makes a speech uh, as if he's trying to uh, gain or attract Extinction Rebellion voters. It's never going to yeah, happen. Yeah, but you know what Why I was doesn't told? he make a speech for Conservatives? Well, because he he's takes useless. them... useless, that's no, why. No, because he takes them for granted. I had a conversation Well, he shouldn't fucking take them for granted. I know he shouldn't, Because they're does. deserting him yeah, in but droves. He, no, but, well, they're not, actually, because well, they, they haven't are. got anywhere to they go. Are. They, they are. They haven't got anywhere to go. But who will desert him are the people who supposedly loaned him their vote in the North. Yeah. 
because they'll say, well, hang on a minute, you've only done one, one thing that you said you would do, which is to get us out of, uh, uh, of, of, of the European Union. But as, um, as Ian Collins said to me today, he said, maybe this is the new immigration plan. You won't be able to get here in a dinghy because the fucking channel will be full of these uh, wind turbines. Yeah. yeah. And that, but that will also kill off all the fish. Well, so you, we'll have no argument there either. Well, let's, you're going <laughs> to put the, woating, the floating uh, wind turbines floating out there. Floating voters. They'll be near that, that floating wall they're going to build yeah, to, yeah. to create waves yeah. to send the migrants. Why do you and think... why do they keep wanting to float? They want to put also, floating why, things why all we, over the ocean. Why do I... When I hear these kind of plans, all I can think of is it's a knockout. Yeah. You know that show where they used to yeah, build yeah, these course, ridiculous yeah. things you had Eddie to climb, climb over. The mini what marathon. Was what was that other show they had where you had to kind of get from one side of the arena to the other while jumping over various Wasn't that, bits of water? Uh, and, uh, what do you call it? Uh, oh, God. The, um, and you'd get... You know, you had to get... You hit by, by gladiators. Was it gladiators? gladiators yeah, was it gladiators? A, yeah, that's the one. It yeah. was bloody awful anyway. But anyway, the, th the, the point is is that, you know, I like the idea of, of retraining people. I like the idea of, of, say, creating an industry where people have to go and get new jobs in it. But I just don't think wind turbines are the answer. Yeah, but and as far as being this fucking Saudi Arabia of wind, yeah. I mean, who made that up? If you, really, if you made, good, really good a, name. I mean, really good. I mean, he used to be... We the, will be the Saudi Arabia of wind. Great, great Excellent. slogan. Yeah. Great slogan. Really get behind that one. I mean, most people think don't of want to be Saudi the, Arabia Thanks very much. I don't want to be the Saudi Arabia of anything. No, exactly right. I mean, you know, with the best will in the world, when are you going to build the execution square? Yeah, I mean, yeah, my daughter's yeah. been to Saudi Arabia. They've got a square, right, in the middle of town. Yeah. And she was taken there by this guy who yeah. was part of the sort of tour that she was doing. Yeah. And in the middle of this square is a big drain. Yeah. Because what they put down the drain is all the body parts yeah, of the I people know. whose yeah. heads they chop off. Yeah. He might Pub as well, in public. I know. Well, he might as well have stood up, old Boris, and said, we will be the China of human rights. Yeah, great. I mean, what is he fucking on about? I know. And this, this green nonsense, nobody gives a damn. Nobody gives well, a damn. Well, let finish my thought on that. Because my thought on that is that what I was told by this very senior character was that basically they go for the green vote because they think that if they go anti-green... But they're not getting it. Well, they will be getting some of it. They won't get it. No, they'll they get won't. some of it. Because there are, believe it or not, some people who are not like you and me uh, who actually do think that we should be cleaning up the atmosphere. Yeah, but they won't vote the Tory then. Well, they will if they think there's a chance yeah, the Tories will do that's something. Just, that's just sort of uh, blue sky thinking in D uh, Downing Street. Yeah, but that's it how they think. Happen. It but will that's, not but, happen. But you ask the question, why is he doing it? That's why he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, I know, but he's a moron for doing it because no Extinction Rebellion person is ever going to vote Tory, nor will the average Green person. It won't get him any votes. Once again, he's obsessing on the people who don't like him and won't vote yeah, but don't forget his girlfriend, because he right? wants to be popular. Yeah, but don't forget his girl uh, he wants to be popular with his yeah, girlfriend. Well, above okay, all else. maybe. Well, that, that's fucking the country, isn't it? Right. Well, so, she, don't forget, before she ended up moving in with him, mm. she was going to work at Bloomberg well, as some kind of sustainable fucking well, maybe the, well, ergonomic well, so, woman. But you're trying to support this. No, I'm not. Well, so, no, so it's, it's... No, what I'm well, saying... I, I, I'm well, there's not, no I'm, rhyme or... No, I can know listen, the logic, but there isn't really rhyme or reason. Well, all I, no, all I'm saying is I'm giving you an answer to your question, yeah. which is why the fuck is he doing it? Second of all... Yeah, but I he's don't, wrong. He's wrong. Well, he could be wrong. He's I wrong. Don't, no, I he don't, is wrong. I don't support it, right? But there are not very many political parties in the world who stand on the basis of, let's fuck the environment, let's not bother making uh, it greener, let's not bother Just making it cleaner. Just don't mention it. No one cares about it. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, to be honest. Don't but, mention it. you know, it. I don't vote, any of yeah. as you know. Conservative so voters certainly don't think about it. It's just absolute nonsense. And the reason he's, he's spewing off about it is the same, <laughs> is the same reason it's that... Vision. It's the same reason that <laughs> Prince Charles does and Prince oh, William, yeah. oh, because yeah. it's namby-pamby, intangible, of, um, nebulous bollocks mm. who look to 
green jobs, green, we're going to save the planet. It's nebulous bollocks uh, and it's easy territory also, for a politician to sound like he's a great guy. Right. It's virtue signalling claptrap. I was listening to Rishi Sunak this morning. He was doing the rounds, talking to loads of people, right? And he was asked about why seven years ago, and he made a reference to this, Boris Johnson actually referred to uh, wind power as not having enough power to blow the skin off a rice pudding. <laughs> he's obviously changed his mind now, right? Um, and, he's, and the reasoning was for Rishi Sunak, oh, well, it's got a lot cheaper. Oh, really? Well, how's it got a lot cheaper? Yeah. Well, because they've just decided to slash the prices. Is that why it's got a lot And the cheaper? reason we have to keep the traditional grid uh, now is because wind power keeps breaking down. It keeps interrupting. Right. And so we have to fall back on our traditional grid. Yeah. Uh, so uh, wind power is not a solution. It's not a reliable source of power in the long term. So he's talking crap. It's just virtue signalling, trying to to somehow say, oh, we all care about the planet. That's not why we voted Tory. Why doesn't he say something conservatives want to hear? It's yeah. ridiculous. Well, he also said, right, with, with his tongue, I presume, firmly in his cheek, with his fingers crossed, you know, I want to see a country that can protect its own borders. Really? Yeah. Well, we can't seem to do that now. Yeah, yeah, but why don't you start doing it? Yeah. You know, and it, it, uh, don't tell us, you know, oh, you know, green jobs, we're the, the great British spirit, we're going to build this country. Blah, blah, blah. You're the one who's fucking it up, Boris. No. You know, you can, well, I did ask the question whether or not in order to rebuild the country, you have to destroy yeah, it first. Yeah, well, because that's, what's going that's on. what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Uh, you know, people go, oh, the co co coronavirus, it's destroying the country. No, no, no. Coronavirus, the COVID-19 is not destroying the country boris's crazy mm. overreaction to it well, is what's but if you think he's crazy what about nicola sturgeon I mean, we did plank of the week last week yeah, and she was up right up there in the top three now she apparently and much to everybody's chagrin who knows anything about business is going to do a two-week so-called circuit breaker lockdown in scotland where you won't be able to do anything Look, it's just getting... I mean, I actually was thinking about maybe going back to Scotland for um, half term, which is coming towards the end of, the, of, of October. But that's out the window now, so I can't yeah. even go there. She'll probably have uh, electric fences and barbed wire <laughs> and, and watchtowers yeah. all around oh, the border, I know. not letting anyone in by there. Stalag 25. and Fuhrer, yeah. Sturgeon. Right. Uh, but this is now getting really mad, and that's what, I'm, you know, that's what worries me about uh, Boris's mad, crazy pie-in-the-sky speech about our wonderful green future. What about our disastrous present that you are wrecking this country with your obsession with the 24th worst killer in this country, COVID-19? Uh, why don't you just stop all this nonsense, let this country get back to normal, let the sensible people of Britain handle their own health woes. We will look after the vulnerable. We will socially distance. Do not order us around anymore. Let's be like Sweden and fucking well save this country before we go to hell well, I said cut. to somebody today, right, there's no evidence at all to suggest that anybody who's young has been cavalier about their older relatives. They're, you know, all this bollocks about, you know, don't kill your granny by Matt Hancock. Well, I don't know any young people who are not aware mm. of what it is that is going on. Mm. So that if, for example, they go to school, if they've got an elderly granny, mm. you know, which my kids have got, for example, they know you don't go up to them and give them a hug. They know that if they come and visit, you stay two metres away from them. Yeah. They know all that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, there is no evidence to say that we need to protect the elderly by locking up the young. Yeah, yeah. There's just no evidence. Absolutely not. Well, Matt Hancock last week in the House of Commons jumped the shark. Uh, it was the moment when he lost all credibility, mm. when he got a bit of het up because mm. the MPs were saying, we're you're critical, making a yeah. fuck about this. Right. You're making a mess of this. You're overreacting. Right. And he suddenly snapped, well, if we don't do it, 
hundreds of thousands of people will die. No, they won't. Right. They won't. Stop also, fucking lying. Also, they now seem to have got to the point where any kind of criticism uh, is somehow evil. Yeah. Yeah. You know, why are you not going along with it? Well, why a, there, are you not agreeing with it? Absolutely. Us? And there's talk now that these uh, rebel, these almost mythical rebel MPs, uh, are going to demand a vote on the 10pm curfew this and week the and the rule, and and the rule of six, of six yeah. uh, and that they will vote it down. My bet is... They won't. My, my bet is that uh, the chief whip will go around offering all the rebels lordship mm. peerages right. when, when their term in the House of Commons is over and they won't rebel. Mm. Uh, if they were going to rebel, they should have uh, voted the coronavirus law uh, down at the end of last week, which uh, disappointingly they didn't. No. Uh, some of them voted against it. Hardly uh, any. Very few. Desmond most of them, Swain voted most against of them, it. Um, most of them actually abstained. I know, I know. Well, we need uh, them to vote down the 10pm curfew because it's wrecking the hospitality mm. industry, wrecking the uh, mental health of the people of this country and we need them to vote down Rule of Six because it doesn't make any sense. Neither of these diktats make no. any sense. No. We need our MPs to start representing us. And by the way, can we have, please, some scepticism about the central narrative that this is the worst health crisis since the bubonic plague. It's not. Mm. Why are Labour accepting the government's central narrative? Why are the SNP... Well, do you know why? Useless. You know, if you, do absolutely you know what would happen, useless. If you sliced open Keir Starmer's scalp, do you know what you'd find in the middle of it? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. A fucking vacuum. Yeah. There's literally nothing in there. You know, he's so forensic, but he's got, like, literally the brains of an ox. Yeah. You yeah. know, if you actually gave him some kind of, you know, uh, test... Uh, that was in any way an intelligence test, he would fail it. Yeah. Because well, I don't think it, he it, knows. It, he yeah. Actually, I don't think he knows what intelligence is. He doesn't seem to have an original thought in his head. Yeah. He only can react to what somebody else says. Uh, and as every time we watch, and we'll be seeing it again today, Prime Minister's questions, he seems to only be uh, able to ask the questions he's got written down in front of him. He can't actually pivot and go, oh, you've answered that. I better ask you a different question. And they haven't got the guts to say what millions of people want uh, the opposition to say, which is enough of this, mm. enough of these local lockdowns, enough of the rule of six, mm. enough of the curfew. This country wants to get back to normal. We'll take our chances with coronavirus. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's good to see the uh, footballers are still uh, playing their part, yeah. getting caught out having parties when yeah. they're not supposed to. Because yeah. that's what you expect from the footballers, isn't it? Yeah. And when are they going to stop taking the knee, by the way? <laughs> that's, like, that's like last year's thing. I know, it's so it's like, last it's like, year. It's like, it's, like, it's like wearing flares or I something. I mean, maybe really old-fashioned. Maybe they'll do it in the new year. Yeah, maybe they'll they'll you, you sort of see them beginning the match. Oh, God. What are you doing, doing now? What's still that? Doing what is it. that? Yeah. He's still doing it. Everybody's bored yeah. with that shit. Forget yeah. it. It's like the guy that keeps turning up, you know, two weeks after Wimbledon's finished with a tennis racket. You know, Lo, you only play tennis <laughs> while Wimbledon's That's on. Right. In this country, yeah. you only play tennis yeah. when Wimbledon's yeah. on and then you stick the fucking racket. Over. Stick the racket away. Yeah, Stop pretending over. you like tennis. Forget about it. Stop going to the local park to play tennis, yeah. right? And just remember that you don't play tennis all the rest of the year. Put the fucking racket away. You but do you know what, Mike? We're talking about sport now. You know what's amazing? You know, so the, some of the things that have happened around the world and to this country in the last couple of years, mm. certainly in the last six months, you, you look back on them and you take a step back and you think, by Christ, what the fuck? Fuck has happened. These are tumultuous <laughs> events. And then you watch the football on Sunday. Oh my god. And Aston Villa beat Liverpool seven oh, two and Spurs win six one away to Man United. Even sports it. going crazy. I think I was listening I think I was driving in the car or something and I, I got caught the end of a sports report and talked sports on me. 
and, and it was in the middle of the Liverpool game. And it was like, yep, it's 7-2 to, uh, to Aston Villa. And I was like, I didn't yeah. crash the car. By the, by the way, also, you know, I don't know if you watched the game. I mean, Aston Villa actually didn't score a decent goal no, in the whole game. No. They were all rebounding yeah. <laughs> all over the place. 7-2. Oh, Unbelievable. It was a total mess. Uh, but uh, for the sake of consistency, uh, at least Fulham carried on losing. Well, listen, we lost one some nil. things never change. Well, I only lost 1-0. So have, pretty... have they won a game yet? Of course not. <laughs> no, we, we lost 1-0 to Wolves. Well, so I must admit, uh, you know, which I, is pretty tumultuous. I mean, only I, one. I've said to you before that I've sort of lost interest in football since the crowd isn't there. I, I find it really yeah, hard no, to watch. I, I agree. I find it really difficult. But much to my surprise, Aston Villa are like second in the league, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're looking like Europe contenders. I mean, the whole it? league has been turning. Everton and top. Unbeaten. Aston Villa also unbeaten. Second. Mm. Liverpool not that far back. But yeah, something's gone very badly See, there's wrong. There's something in the in the atmosphere. You know that that what things that you expect, mm. things that you 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 or, and that you would never expect. So the things you expect uh, seem to have so- stopped happening. Mm. You know, like you expect that Britain and its government will always be sort of sensible. Yes. Not anymore. The mm. country's gone mad. The government's yeah. gone mad. Yeah. Football, you expect that Liverpool will always win. Uh, you certainly don't expect they'll lose 7-2. No. Uh, you don't expect... I don't think Man- they've ever lost 7-2, yeah. ever, in their history. No. I don't think anybody's ever scored no. seven no. goals against no. Liverpool. Uh, you don't expect Spurs to go and win 6-1 at Old Trafford. No. Uh, so there's something... In the wind, you know, the Saudi Arabian wind. The Saudi Arabian uh, wind. Uh, well, so, you, also, you also don't expect the government to be so useless at anything. I mean, I was talking today about their kind of IT skills. I mean, <laughs> they use a fucking... We was it 12-year-old Excel? 13 years old. Tony Blair was still Prime Minister. I remember we talked I had about that. that system. Excel, yeah. it's Office, uh, Microsoft Office 7, right? It's now, good. It was good then, um, but it's not great now. And I think the reason why they seem to be getting it all wrong is that nobody seems to know what the fuck to do, right? We've got Matt Hancock yesterday in Parliament having a go at Public Health England. Well, he fucking disbanded them about a month ago, didn't he? Yeah. Why is he still calling them Public Health well, England? I, th- I think they still exist. Really? I mean, they so they, have, they can't even disband anything. You know, you know, you know that going back to Public Health England, the worst organisation that ever lived. Yeah. Uh, Run by people who, with no knowledge of public health or England. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> who, who, if you say private sectorism, they recall in horror. Yeah, unless come, of course you're getting back a, with a cross. Unless, <laughs> unless, unless of course you're giving them a job in yeah, it after yeah. they get fired. Yeah, well, unlikely because those people only ever get money from the public sector because mm. the public sector is prepared to employ completely useless fucking idiots. Right. Whereas the private sector is <laughs> less inclined to do that. Right. Uh, but uh, they go, well, what are we going to pl- replace Public Health England with? I think they've even come up with a How name. About a pop- Plant. Yeah, I've got you know? an idea. Nothing. Pop, yeah. Nothing. Or a pop nothing. plant. No, just nothing. We don't need to replace <laughs> public health. 5,000 people employed in uh, the pursuit of fuck all, right. except telling us if you drink one glass of wine, you'll die. Yeah. But here's a really good spreadsheet on what's going to happen Fucking if we test a load of people. And then when we test them, what we won't do is tell them we've tested them. And then when we find out that the tests have all been positive, even though we're not sure if they are positive, uh, we won't tell them that either. And then that will mean that they can infect another 40,000 people. By the time we get around to telling them, the spreadsheet that we've got, unfortunately, would have ensured that the phones yeah. don't work yeah. so that we can't phone anyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolute madness. Well, that's the point. You see, you, you were saying earlier, Mike, that you want to get behind Boris because at least he's trying well, to... Well, I like to see him optimistic. Trying to beat uh, an optimistic drama. I do. And I agree with that, and he's good at that. The trouble is that in the past, <laughs> when he's tried to else. be... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when he tr- He's fucking useless at everything else. Um, in the past, oh, yeah. when he's beaten, beaten an optimistic drum, he's had something to beat 
excited about. Now he's going, great, green, yeah. brilliant, well, revolution. Now he's, it. he's got well, nothing now, no. to be optimistic well, now he's about. Be, now he's beating it about some kind of bizarre dream that he had yeah. in which everybody's nice to one another. Yeah. We have yeah. the most undivided Britain that anybody's yeah. ever seen. Yeah. I mean, everything you said that you wanted to see is the diametric opposite of that yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. You know, no safe borders. People hate each other, right? No decent broadband in most of the country. Shit public transport outside of every city. Yeah. Or you can't fucking go anywhere. And, you know, the idea that somehow um, you've got clean energy and, you know, yeah. you know wind turbines yeah. floating in yeah, the sea. Yeah, like I could give a rat's ass oh, about that. You know, hell. I mean, really, uh, you know, I'm all for, uh, you know, trying to do what we can to stop climate change. Uh, but I don't necessarily believe it's mankind's fault. Right. Uh, but let's do, it. Let's, hook, uh, let's do our best. But don't, don't imagine that's top of my list of priorities. <laughs> you want to know where it is? Bottom of my list of priorities. You know what they should do? And I'll probably get in trouble for saying this. Is hook, hook Matt Hand cup up to a battery every time he gets something wrong he gets a jolt of electricity <laughs> hundreds <laughs> of thousands will jump <laughs> yeah that scene in Rambo yeah, where yeah, he's strapped yeah. to the, uh, yeah. to, could, the, to the to the to the uh, that mad Russian yeah we could the, tase the, the gunny you know, remember yeah. time he lies yeah. oh, we could tase the witty and valance yeah, as well when they exactly. when the later 50,000 will uh, will get a, a coronavirus every day yeah, yeah. in November yeah, yeah we're all gonna die <laughs> Honestly, honestly, we are in the hands of madmen. We really are. By the way, I want to say to people, they keep saying, are you qualified on Twitter? Are you qualified? Oh, yeah. Have you passed as many exams as them? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Some of the most qualified people I've ever known are the stupidest people mm. I've ever of known. Of course they are. Passing exams doesn't make you clever. Right. Uh, it can make well, you very stupid. If you want to know why uh, people who think they're clever are actually very stupid, I'll give you two names, Jolian Moron. You know, the man mm. that thinks it's a great idea to beat an innocent fucking fox to death mm. just because he's a barrister and he can get away with it. Well, he's not a barrister, yeah. he's a twat. Just, just to say that we're fair-minded, you and me have passed a few exams in our time. Failed university, a few too. university graduate. I've hardly ever failed any really? fucking exams. I failed I? my Christian studies O-level, <laughs> believe it or <laughs> if not. If I'd have taken that, I'd have made sure <laughs> I failed the fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so it's not to do... Passing exams is one thing. They're an indication of a slight kind of intelligence right. but just just to say to everybody you can't talk about this because you haven't got but a these medical are the same people degree who used to say things like you don't know anything about international trade so how can you even have a view on brexit don't not. you know why don't you listen to this bloke who knows everything there is to know about trade mm. but he also happens to be a massive ramona so he's just making it up as he goes Absolutely. along but how terrible it's Absolutely. all going to be it's all bollocks at the Absolutely. end of the day there's only one truth and it's the thought police we are the thought police um, we'll be back next week <laughs> can't really understand how important and how big a presidential campaign is yes. until you've been on one. Yeah, yeah, and you and I have both covered yeah. them. You, we, we've got some right to sort of claim superiority over a lot of British observers. Yeah. You go, I know all about America. I've been to New York and yeah. Los Angeles on exactly. holiday. Yes, and I have very good friends yeah. who live in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah, trust and you me, go, well, you, that's not America, mate. You, you don't know about America until you've been to Grand Rapids yes. or Butte, Montana. Or Sioux City. Or Phoenix, Arizona. And then you start to learn about America. Bumfuck Iowa, as we used to call it. <laughs> Uh, yes. I mean, I once went to Des Moines, right, on a story. Oh, yeah, Des Moines, Iowa. You pig capital of the Jesus world. Jesus Christ almighty.
were saying earlier, Mike, that you want to get behind Boris because at least he's trying well, to... Well, I like to see him optimistic. Trying to beat uh, an optimistic drama. I do. I agree with that, and he's good at that. The trouble is that in the past <laughs> when he's tried to else. be... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when he... He's fucking useless at everything else. Um, in the past, oh, when he's beaten, beaten an optimistic drum, he's had something to beat it about. Now he's going, great, green, yeah. brilliant, well, revolution. Now he's, beating it. he's got well, nothing now, no. to be optimistic well, now he's about. Be, now he's beating it about some kind of bizarre dream that he had, yeah. in which everybody's nice to one another. We have yeah. the most undivided Britain that anybody's yeah. ever seen. Yeah. I mean, everything he said that he wanted to see is the diametric opposite of that yeah. right yeah. now. reason why they seem to be getting it all wrong is that nobody seems to know what the fuck to do. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.